Call to the booth. I keep to leave here along with Harrison Sanford. What makes a real DB? Man, you come to A plus. I'm gonna show you, man. We talking DBs today. Pick six series. Paul, drop that beat. Call to the booth, Harrison Sanford, Akeem Tlaib, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is our Pick 6 series. We picked the top six players at certain positions. Last week, we did quarterbacks. This week, come on now. You know we got to do it. We did defensive backs. Akeem, uh, before we even get to that, let's talk about one of the premier defensive backs recruiting another premier defensive back. Uh, yeah. Stephon Gilmore, not at minicamp with the Patriots. And Jalen Ramsey, he's trying to pull an A.J. Brown. Trying to get him on his side in LA. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Hey, you gotta recruit, man. You gotta gotta let the guys know. The guys who may be moving around, you gotta let them know publicly that they welcome, man. You gotta kind of create that buzz. That's the new thing these guys are doing, man. So hey, it worked. So why not? If you really feel strong about it, then say it. Say that shit. Hopefully they'll listen to it and pull up. Well, the Julio Jones situation, uh, we kind of knew that could very much happen. Do right. you have any sense that there's any chance that, that Bill lets Stephon Gilmore leave the building? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I look at it like this, like the Julio Jones situation. Like, if Julio come, he taking food off AJ plate, right? So AJ kind of want to make it be known, like, hey, Julio, if you come here, bro, I ain't tripping. I'm cool. I want you to come here. So he go out publicly and say that. So I think if Gilmore went to L.A., it's kind of, you ain't kind of, you ain't taking food off Ramsey plate. But if you supposed to be the guy, not Gilmore come, who the guy? Like, who going to guard the number one dude? Like, so in order for Gilmore and his team to know Ramsey not tripping, Ramsey go public like, hey, I ain't tripping. Come on. We need to win the chip. We can win the chip like this. So. I'm I'm with the recruiting, man. I think that's kind of a way of you letting that guy who played the same position as you, I ain't tripping, man. Come on, we can do this thing together. But uh, what you asked me? Yeah, the likelihood of, of it potentially. Oh, happening. the likelihood. The dollar, the dollar bill think, let it slip. Hey, it can happen, man, because to be honest, if I'm Gilmore, I'm not pulling up for seven mil. I can't play this season for seven mil. You gonna ask me to do too much, Bill, for seven mil? I can't do that. And knowing Bill, right? Bill, he get rid of guys, man, right before they done. Right? They they had a best year this year. They had maybe two more good years in them, and then you'll be like, okay, they 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 kind of out their prime. And Bill known to get rid of guys like right before they right before they out of their prime. So I can see Bill getting it. Well, the Rams don't really have a draft pick to give them. I don't know what they got. But whatever they got, I can see Bill, Dylan, Dylan Gilmore, and, and getting some good draft picks and something like that for him. Man, that's 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 in his that's the nature of Bill. Man, he do it all the time. With that being said, what's what's a fair amount of money for a Stephon Gilmore? First round pick. Mm. I, I don't know what the Rams got. They might got one in twenty twenty five or something. But whatever it is, y'all next first round pick y'all got. That's what I need. It would seem, and I want to talk to the work that you do at your gym there in Dallas. But before we even do that, now that you kind of alluded to it, it would seem as if if Stefan Gilmore goes 
to the LA Rams. That would be obviously a shutdown secondary. Man. It would also seem as like gluttony, right? Like, do you need that much talent at that position? Which leads me to my next question, Akeem. If you were a GM and you were putting your team together, we all know that the top position, if you were drafted, you would start with quarterback. But I want to know, or maybe, or maybe I could be wrong. Could if be you're wrong. Draft, I could be wrong. <laughs> could you give me your list of positions, if you were a GM, that you would target first, second, third, fourth, fifth in the draft to build your roster? Oh, first. First, I'm going quarterback. You was right. <laughs> got to get a quarterback, man. I got to get a tempo setter. Got to get a guy who, you know what I'm saying, breed confidence throughout my locker room when I ain't there. Because leave going to bring confidence in my team. They going to know we, we with the shit. We ain't scared <laughs> of nobody. But I need my quarterback to have that same energy as me, right? Quarterback first. Then I need somebody to protect my quarterback, man. I, I, that's, that's, this is, I need him to feel safe about talking shit and about being confident because he got big homie at this left tackle protecting him. So left tackle second. Then I'm going to go to the defensive side, man. I, 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 I need a corner. I need, I need my defensive energy, and I need my guy who can make it even, right? When you play them kind of Julio-type teams and them Cleveland, I got two guys, and Tampa, y'all suited up. Like, who can make it even? Uh, a cornerback like Lee can make it even because I could deal with Mike Evans myself, right? And then we could just play regular ball. I could deal with with Julio myself, and then we could just play ball. So I need a guy who's going to make it even. Third, I'm going to go cornerback. I need I need that uh, cornerstone cornerback. For my cornerback, who's like my, you know, he my quarterback on defense, right? My lockdown corner. I need to get him his help. I need somebody going to get pressure on the quarterback. Give me a Vaughn or a Chubb. Give me one of them guys who going to make it a little bit easier for my lockdown corner. And five, finally, I need a dog for my for my wide out, for my quarterback to throw to, man. So I'm going to go wide out at number five. I'm going to get a big time wide out. So so he got somebody. So that trio can kind of be complete, man. He got his lineman who he probably chill with all day. He got his little receiver who probably, like his little brother, he nag him all day telling me open and stuff, and they just got a great relationship, man. So I go five like that. Quarterback, left tackle, cornerback, DN slash outside linebacker, receiver. People who are listening to the show and the general knowledge of how or way things have been in the NFL, they would say, hold on, Akeem is playing favorites right now. He's playing favorites in his how? position. Because some people would say get the pass rusher first and no. then get the DB. Nah, it's, it's, mm-mm. That's, that's backwards. I, I, it's, my pass rusher can't stop these, these guys killing the games, man. You know what I'm saying? They, they, could, they can get to the quarterback, but I can just slide my line to that pass rusher and send my running back over there to chip him. I could deal with him, right? You can't deal with my corner because he's going wherever. Only way to deal with him is to throw at him. You got to throw at him. Throw to your, if you're going to throw to your best player, you're going to throw to my best corner. So mm. you, can't really, you can't really take him out of the game like that. You know what I'm saying? He could, you can make that corner involved. You could take that DN out of the game a little bit. You can make somebody else beat you. There we go. There we go. I like that explanation. And before we get to the rankings of the top six DBs, in your opinion, uh, you're somebody who played the game, and now you're coaching the game, and you're, you're trying to train the new, new set of DBs or new set of football players, football players in general. 
But take us through some of the, the, the training or the mentorship that you're giving to guys who are playing your position and what you're seeing. Because as you've alluded to, there's a there's some stud wide receivers coming out. Yeah, it is. And you're gonna need you're gonna need some shutdown corners to cover them. What have you seen in the ele- in the evolution of the position in which you're seeing from the youth growing up that that people can be excited about? All right, so so the DBs I see right, we promoted a little bit at A plus D one. That you know what I'm saying we train DBs here, and they're like, all right, well, who gonna train the DBs? And we're like, shit, keep gonna train. <laughs> then they gonna pull up after that, right? But when they pull up though, first thing I ask them, all right. If you get a high high school corners, we talking about some of them eighth grade, some of them is younger kids, but I'm talking to a high school corner. If you get a receiver like me, six one, six one and a half, six two in some people book, you know what I'm saying? Two hundred pounds, ex receiver, athletic. If I come line up, boom, man coverage, first and ten. Coach called man coverage. What's your plan? They all like um, um, uh, take away the inside. And that's, that's the first thing all of them say, right? So I, I, I answer that by, are right, you take away the inside? What route going to get you fired? If you get two of these routes caught on you, what's going to have you, the coach looking back like, man, I need somebody else over here. They say, fade the deep ball, right? I'm like, so why you cock your body and play, take away the inside and invite them to run what's going to get you fucked? You know what I'm saying? So when you come to A+, I give all the corners a real man coverage plan. Because when a receiver comes to the line, if he got a slant or a fade, he got a plan to run it. I'm going to run this way, freeze you, and make you turn this way. Then I'm going to get back outside and, and get on top, run my fade. He got a plan how he going to release. He got a plan on, on how he going to run his route. So as DBs, we need a plan too. You know what I'm saying? And that's the game we're giving out of A+. Plus, baby, pull up. I'm going to give you a great plan to strap something. And it's going to make perfect sense to you. So that's all I'm doing out here, Harrison, man. I'm giving these young young DBs the game on how to play man coverage first. And then if you stay with me long enough, then we'll get to cover two. Then we'll get to what you need to be looking at in cover three. And looking at in cover four, we get to I coach them eyes, really. I could I could tell the enthusiasm uh, in oh, your yeah, voice. That's, yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love it, Harrison. I do lit. this. <laughs> I do this, baby. There you go. How often, so how often are you actually training DBs? Right now, right now, it's some personals that it just pop up. Like, I got one on Saturday. It's like a one-on-one on Saturday. But for the most part, my DB class is uh, Friday and uh, Sunday, so two times a week. I, I really, I, I truly hope, I truly hope you refer to yourself as Professor Lieb. Nah, just Big Lieb, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, right, before we get to this top six, uh, (laughs) uh, there are so many guys uh, who are out there that that, that were capable of being on this list. And throughout the entirety of the year, if you're just now catching tune, uh, now that we're on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, Akeem would name his no-fly zone team uh, on a weekly basis. And no, there's only one no-fly zone, but it was teams or players that would emulate uh, the success that he had uh, when he won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, Super Bowl 50. Uh, so a key would get. I'm sure you got feedback over the course. I, I it picked up a lot of steam. You get feedback yeah. weekly. Yo, our team should have been here. Our team should oh, have definitely. been there. And then by the, and then by the end of the season, we actually gave out awards uh, to the to the secondary. By the end of the show, a going to give a quick glimpse of his no fly zone team or teams that are on in the running to finish as one of the top secondaries in the NFL. But before we do that, let's actually get to the list. Top At six. Number, at number six, and these are in order now. 
Yeah, these ain't at number at number six. Who do you have on your uh, pick six series defensive back list? Pick six series number six cornerback Marlon Humphrey. I'm saying I put Marlon Humphrey there. Uh, he make a bunch of plays in the game, man. He's one of the top guys in the league. Uh, if he need to shadow, he can shadow. But the mean, mean uh, fumble forcer, man. He he going he gonna create turnovers, man. So I learned you lose you you lose games by turning the ball over and giving up big plays. You win games by not giving up big plays and taking the ball away, right? Marlon Humphrey, he he a big part of the Ravens winning games because he created a bunch of turnovers. Number six, I, Marlon Humphrey. I, I think that's part of the reason why it must have been challenging for you because, yes, when we look at quarterbacks, their stats, when you look at wide receivers, their stats, when it comes to DBs, yeah, there's pass breakups, right? But there's yeah. – and sometimes and sometimes guys don't even get the ball thrown at them, so you don't even have right. a chance to create that's turnovers. That's a stat, too. That's there a you, stat, oh. too, taking away half of the field. That's a stat, man. If you got – you end the season with 45 targets – Shit, you did a hell of a job. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not regular. That's what my numbers used to be at my last four years in the league. Me and Chris, we got 40. I got 45 targets. Chris got 48 targets. Roby, our young boy, he got 98. You know what I'm saying? So you see the difference, right? That's a stat, too. So not getting the ball thrown at you is a, is a, is a win. There we go. It brings me to the question before we go through the rest of the top five. The biggest challenge in putting this list together. Oh, same, same, same as last week, man. It's you just always gonna leave guys off, man, and and you know it's 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 hard to put them in in order and make it fair, so people don't have nothing to say. But hey, man, it's leave show, man. It is what it is. But the hardest thing is always just the guys you leave off. There we go. All right, at number five, there's a guy who really emerged uh, on the scene last year uh, in the NFC North. His name Jair Alexander. Akib, why'd you put him at number five? Man, cause he's strapping, man. He uh, he's, he's he's becoming to be known as one of the shadow follow guys around corners, and when he follow you around, it's a lot of guys not getting catches, man. I think it's a couple weeks last week, six or seven weeks, five or six weeks where he follow guys around where they got one or two catches. So sticky coverage, he's getting the ball in his hands, he's making plays, man, and and he's one of the up and coming goons. He gonna be he gonna be in the top three in about another year or two. One of my favorite segments from last year when games were being played, and I can't wait to actually games are being played, we would do our A-plus uh, matchups where we would look at one of the stud wide receivers and we'd look at one of the stud DBs and we'd kind of predict over-unders on yards received. That right. We'd predict that the player can get a touchdown or two. And Akeem, what was the number one rule? You got to follow, baby. You got to follow. Go. And, and Jair stayed in there because he always followed. There we go. And then that's what makes it exciting for us uh, as people, fans. When you follow a guy, when you know you're going to get a shutdown matchup or a, yeah. a guy trying to shut somebody down, that's what really makes it exciting uh, for sure. All right, at number four, who do we got? At number four, I got my dog, my little bro, Marcus Peters. I put MP there for really the same reason I put Humphreys in, man. He's going to change the game for you, man. He's going to change the game for you, and not only he going to get a pick, he he probably going to go to the crib with it. He he got a nose for that end zone. He got a nose for that football. So he's just a difference maker, man. He's going to help you win a lot of games by by taking the ball away for you, man. So number four, MP. And, and since he's been in the league, man, the amount of interceptions, the amount of touchdowns he got, 
if anybody do a top five and they don't got him in there, y'all tripping. You know, what's interesting when it comes to Marcus Peters, as, as I've watched the coverage of him, they also highlight him if he makes a bad play, right? Because right. he's, a, he's a very loud personality. But he also exactly. needs to play on the other side. That that come think? with that that come with it though. That come with it when you when you talk a lot and you confident in yourself. As soon as you mess up, everybody wants to say, "See, put the spotlight on you. Look at him. Look at him. Want to put the spotlight on you because you messed up." If he's a quiet, humble guy, they will pat him on the shoulder when he mess up, and it'll be it'll be different. But man, he gonna be him. He like leave. He gonna be he gonna be himself. He gonna make plays. He gonna play the game the way that he play the game, man. And that's as a DB. That's the only way to. Play it, in my opinion, with your cojones to the flow. Not scared of nothing. You feel me? That's how you got to do it. I like it. All so right. You got to play it. There we go. So we did Marlon Humphrey is number six. Jair Alexander, number five. Uh, Marcus Peters at number four. So we're getting to our top three. All these guys are studs. And we talked about them earlier in the show. Stefan Gilmore, number three. And for the same reasons, man. He going to follow. He going to shut your best guy down. He going to make plays. It's the difference between shutting your guy down. If you just shut your guy down, you might be like five or six or seven or eight. But if you shutting your guy down, on top of that, you're getting picked interceptions every year. And year in, year out, you're getting them three, four, five, six. You're racking up interceptions. That's going to have you closer to that one, two, three range, man. So he's shutting his guy down. He's making plays. And when he's healthy, man, He's one of the best guys to do it, man. So, definitely number three, Gilmore. Yeah, and, and the Patriots still have one of the top defenses in the league. Obviously, last year was not where they wanted to finish up, but Stephon Gilmore has been great. I guess we'll see if he actually ends up playing for New England or... Not for the seven mil. He won't be there for $7 million, man. Bill got to... Come on, Bill. Come on now. There you Bill go. Uh, one of our guys, who one of your guys, rather yet, who's going to come in these rankings is also going through a little contract dispute, but that's not the guy... Who is at number two? Who's at number right. two, Keith? Number two, I put Jalen Ramsey. Now, he could easily been number one, but, man, you know. Xavier Howard is number one. I put Xavier Howard at number one. You get ten picks. If you're following the best guy on every team and you come out with ten interceptions, you're going to be number one. Now, I could have easily put Jalen Ramsey at number one, but Xavier Howard had the ten piece, so he's going to take number one. But Jalen Ramsey do everything, man. He tackle. He, first of all, before we even hit the field, he set the tone in the locker room. He breathed. He's one of those guys who the confidence just fall off of him everywhere, and other guys on the team just pick it up. They just, oh, some confidence. Who pick it up? You know what I'm saying? He, he around the locker room, he just breathe confidence. It's everywhere. So that's what he do for your locker room before he even hit the field. Then once he hit the field, it's over with. He could play the slot for you. He could play your best receiver. He could stay on one side and shut that side totally down. He's going to make plays, take the ball away for you, and he's not going to give up big plays, man. So when you're doing those two things, you, you get closer to that number one, number two, number three spot. You talked about a, a confident wide receiver, or, I mean a defensive back. In our last show, we talked about the importance of a confident quarterback. Right. But you being a DB, you being elite in your time, tell me about experience maybe that you maybe had with an unconfident, a scary defensive back. And the impact uh, that might have had. So I know the well, positive you know, of a confidence one. Right, right, right. It's just, if you don't have no confidence at DB, man, I played with DBs before who, they just ain't have it. They just ain't had a confidence. So, I mean, it, it may be going good in practice for a week or two, 
maybe going good in the game where you really didn't get no action, but boom, here we go in the game. Now somebody done found a little weakness, and they start throwing the ball at you and throwing the ball at you. And then some guys you see, they just can't shake back from it, man. It's like they went from being a starter to getting balls thrown at the game, balls thrown at them in the game to falling off, falling off all the way out the NFL, man. So I've seen it before. I've seen it before, you know what I'm saying? They my homies, so I don't like to throw their names out there, but check it out, man. See who the corners was who started with me. <laughs> and next thing you know, they was off the face of the earth, man. So, and, and the only reason they did that, they wasn't not talented. They didn't not have ball skills. They wasn't slow. They didn't have bad change of direction. They just ain't have it mentally. They couldn't shake back from them bad plays. They couldn't shake back from it, man. So, quarterback and cornerback. You better pack a bag full of confidence for sure. Yeah, the DB is definitely the one pos- the one position that puts you in the summer jam screen when you don't do it right for sure. Easy They're work. Always highlighting it. They're always highlighting Easy work. it. Easy work. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. So we talked about it. Xavier Howard is at in at number one, and he's having yeah, a little man. contract dispute now with Brian Flores and the Miami. Hey, you Dolphins gotta pay the man. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if I come, if you tell me to guard your best receiver on every team, right? And I do that, and I strap all their asses. And on top of that, I come out with 10 picks. I don't give a damn if I made 20 last year. Give me 21 this year, bro. I exceeded what you asked me to do. Give me 21. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it is, man, they got to pay that man. He he, he playing too hard. Well, I guess that's the interesting thing, right? We're going to talk about a little bit GM money type of situations. Okay, so maybe he outperformed his contract last year. But what's the guarantee that it can continue? Like, if you signed up for this money, this is the money that you signed up for. You, right. yeah, you over, you overperformed. Well, damn, thank you. But that does does that mandate that you actually have to? I have to tear up this contract that you agreed to. No, I don't mandate it. It don't mandate it. But if I want to flex my muscles a little bit and, and and sit at home through mini camp and you know get ready my own way, you just relax or pay me. You know what I'm saying? If, if, you, if you want me there, pay me. If I outperform the money that you're paying me, then let me do my thing. I'm going to come pull up and I'm going to perform for you again when, it's, when the time is ready. So, I mean, it just come with it, man. It just, he got, the, he got the, you know, the upper hand right now. So, he can do that, man. Ten picks, strapping number one receivers, that'll do that. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta flex the muscle got while to. you can. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Go ahead and make your money, brother. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, two guys or three guys, however you got who you really wish the list was bigger, you could have picked over six? Who are those guys? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, uh, J.C., J.C. Jackson. I got to mention him because he had that 10, so he supposed to be in. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but he had that 10. Gilmore was probably following around at number one for the majority of the time. You know what I'm saying? But he still had that 10. You can't downplay 10 picks, man, so – I wish there was a way I can get J.C. on the list, man, because he balled. You get 10 picks, you ball. And and I seen his talent. He a young guy. He going to ball again. He going to be a big name in this league. So, J.C. Jackson, man, look out. He going to make everybody listen in a year or two. And, then also, uh, and also uh, James Bradbury. I had Bradbury on there, man. He made some noise in Carolina before he got up out of there. And then for the Giants last year, he had a hell of a season, in my opinion. And he kind of really – he kind of really shaped a secondary. The Giants got a nice little secondary out there, too. And I think Bradbury is a huge part of that, man, just being that number one guy who can shadow, take away your best guy if he need to. So 
Definitely. Uh, look out for uh, James Bradbury, too, man. He'll, he'll be in everybody's top five, top six soon. As I looked at, I've been a Giants fan all my life. It was nice to actually see them have a, a strong defensive unit. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so they, and James Barry, a big part of that reason. All right. And before Definitely. we uh, head out of here, as I alluded to, the no-fly zone uh, was a big hit with us last year. Guys were happy to be on, teams were happy to be on the list. Teams were ha- upset that they weren't there. I see people in your comments, yo, you forgot about us. You forgot about us. As you look all, at all it. All season long. <laughs> all season long. Oh, before, oh, before, and before we do that, uh, what about a guy, a young guy, most likely to creep into that top six? Oh, I don't think we hit that yet. Nah, we didn't hit that yet, but uh, I'm I'm anxious to see J.C. Horn, man. I'm 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 anxious to see him. He's just so confident, bro. I promise you, I know the I know the the skill set that it takes to be good in the league, and I think he got all of it, man. He got the movement, he got the confidence. He got the training. His dad was in the league, so you ain't nervous. Like, you probably grew up in NFL locker rooms. You know what I'm saying? So you used to being in, the, in these big-time situations. I just think he got it all. He got all the tools to be one of the top guys. The size, the speed. I think he got all the tools to be one of the top guys. So I'm anxious to see him play, man. I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I'm gonna see, what it, see how it translates to the NFL. So I'm going to say Horn. Deal. All right, and so it would be kind of out of pocket. It would be kind of out of pocket to just list or rank the no-fly zone teams going in to the season. Right. I haven't even seen you – know, training camp hasn't even started yet. They haven't even played exactly. preseason games. What is also kind of out of pocket, Akeem, as I've been watching our YouTube. You guys should be watching our YouTube channel. It's been, been doing very – it's been picking up steam recently, especially when Akeem talks about the Broncos. And I've seen a clip – I mean, I've seen a comment, Akeem, and it seemed out of pocket. Somebody say? said – that the Denver Broncos secondary this year has a chance to be better than the Super Bowl Fifty No Fly Zone. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> uh, they just—that's just a comment. They, they, that's the reaction that they wanted, right? So I'm just giving them. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's give them what they want, Harrison. That's all they want. There you go. They—they they know they're not gonna do what the fuck we did. So we give them the reaction they want, man. You know, give them their 15 seconds of fame or whatever, but. The Broncos do got a strong secondary, two strong safeties, two good corners, and a, and a young bull who they hoping come out and, and, and hit the scene for real. So I got the Broncos in one of my no-fly zones. This is not in order, but I got the Broncos as, as one of my no-fly zone secondaries for the season. There we go. Who else you got? I got the Ravens on there. Uh, if you got two of my top six corners, you better be on the list, right? Strong safety play as well, man. They got some hard hitters back there. So I got the Ravens on there. I got the Browns on there, man. The Browns add my dog, JJ, John Johnson. Uh, they add Troy Hill. They bring Newsom in. And then they already had Ward. They already had some guys anyway, right? So I got the Browns on there, I think. And then I think uh, Joe Woods, their defensive coordinator. I think Joe Woods in his second year with the system, second year with that same group, add a couple guys who know that system. Troy and JJ, they know that way, Phillips system. Add them guys there. Uh, I think, I think. Them guys that believe in Joe, and they want to go to war for Joe a little bit more, too. So they have a better understanding of, of, of the system. So I got the Browns in there, man. Uh, the Patriots. I got the Patriots on the list, definitely, man. You know, they got J.C. They got the honorable mention, J.C., and they got Gilmore. Two corners. Easy work. Uh, I said the Broncos already. So them top four I got right there, man. Them four teams, I, I expect them secondaries to be live. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to see this year. 
what those secondaries can do. I cannot also wait for the chatter that happens after we go through our week by week yeah. rankings of, of who might end up uh, the top secondary in the league. Obviously, being the top secondary in the league does not guarantee that you win a Super Bowl, but it definitely helps, especially with the talent that we see at the wide receiver position in the league. There's a lot of young stars, and they're bubbling. When we come back next week, we'll rate the top six wide receivers. Guys creeping in, guys kind of falling off. Keeping, you got anything else before we get out I of had here? The Bucks, I had the Bucks on that list, too. I can't, I can't leave out the Super Bowl champs, man. And they secondary play damn great. NFC chip, Super Bowl, great performance, so... Can't leave them boys off the list, man. They ready to go. Yeah, Carlton Davis the third got a lot of shout outs on our show last year. Would it be yes, surprised if we hear some more for sure? Uh, and also Tyree Matthew got a shout out there too. Uh, he that secondary more of a playmaking secondary, not really a mm-hmm. shutdown secondary. But shout out to Tyree Matthew and anybody who's been in the secondary who's come on the show uh, while we've done it. When we come back next week, you know what you know what we do: wide receivers, the guys who the secondary tries to shut down. Call to the booth. Keep to lead. Harrison Stanford, Blue Wire Podcast Network. Peace.